ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, like that, hey? Yeah, everybody, you know, we told everybody at the end of the show last week I was headed down, headed over to North Carolina to see some family. We did. Uh, while I was there, I was doing something, one of those incredibly strenuous physical activities as trying to touch a chair, and my back went out. And Ugh. this is the worst it's ever been in the history of my condition, ever. Oh, man. Of any kind of pain. Um, yeah. My foot getting run over by a military vehicle, a spike going all the way through it, being shot, being stabbed, being cut, being literally kicked in the junk by a mule. To... <laughs> Did you actually get that? Yeah, it was a uh, a newborn, whatever they call them, uh, a newborn mule. That's yeah. what they call them, Todd. Well, but, how how um, did you get yourself in that position? I was like nine. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's like, okay, that, that that makes sense. A little more sense now, yeah. Well, and, you know, I did find out our threshold as human beings where what is, you know, where the, yeah, the pain threshold of, which is greater, uh, that kind of pain or falling face first into uh, donkey dung. Mm, yuck. Uh, clearly, I had crossed that threshold. I fell right in it. No oh, yuck. So anyway, hmm. um, we bad. started. To, I started telling you about this right before the show, and I'm like, "Hold on, we've got to put this on the show." All right. And you're like, "Well, you know, can't get any worse." Well, that's what I thought on Monday. So you're back home. When did you come home? On, on... we come back Monday. Okay. And uh, started off. Uh, we were supposed to. We had decided. To, to stay until Monday. And as a last resort, I had uh, uh, reserved the room for all three nights. Mm-hmm. And, well, okay, this uh, donut place Danette wants to try uh, again in, there in Fayetteville is not open on Sunday, so we'll have to stay till Monday morning. All right, no problem. Didn't even get to go there. She's like, no, we got to get you right home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just blessed that this truck has got a 500 mile uh limit on oh, gas yep uh it's like 400 when i drive it and 500 when she drives it yeah yeah i don't understand what the difference is yeah <laughs> me neither <laughs> it's like that um, with steph and i <laughs> so <clears throat> uh <sighs> before we left our Danette's parents had a cough they had brought back with them from the cruise. And Dad had went to the hospital, emergency room. It's just a cough going around. It's not COVID. It's nothing. While we were then North Carolina, it got so bad, um, he was contemplating, you know, uh, not seriously. He's like, you know, it was so bad, I was going to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went back, and he's like, oh, no, you got really bad case of bronchitis. Oh dear. Yeah, guess who started having coughing fits? 
Oh, no. Yeah. Nothing like pain in your lower back to make sneezing or coughing so much better. So much more enjoyable. Uh, and then I had, I had taken my GERD medication, uh, so this shouldn't have happened, but I had reflux one, that night as well, uh, and inhaled a bunch of stomach acid. So, oh yeah, nothing. Oh, oh yeah. So now I'm trying to hack that out. Um, oh, cause it's involuntary. God. You're just trying to get it out. Got, you know, hacking here, hacking there. All right. Then I started making this cough productive. Okay, no problem. By then, I had found the spot on my back. I just have to press in with my right knuckles uh, where it doesn't make me want to kill myself. Mm. And I cough. So, all right, now it can't get any worse. Will you quit saying that to yourself, Todd? God. So I get a letter from the IRS saying we owe them an additional $19,000 uh, $19,000 wow. for 2020 tax year. <clears throat> now, wait a minute. Um, I've had a financial advisor for all of these years, but I have since figured out the problem. And until I write my letter and get it sent off, I, I don't want to discuss the why. So, mm. yeah. Um, but I will say this, I owe it and I'm more than happy to pay my fair share. I'm not complaining about having to pay it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. IRS, if you're listening. I am, in fact, complaining about almost $3,000 in fees for something I actually didn't know I owed. You can't mm-hmm. prove I knew. But oh, actually, yeah. that's not an element of the offense. So All they have to be able to prove is that they knew. Yeah, yeah. So if your employer never actually sent you a W-2 or 1099 or anything like that. Um, sucks to be you. Mm. That's crazy. Uh, you know what? I don't think it'll matter much. Here's what happened. This, These are my first years having to deal with anything called an annuity, right? What does that mean? <clears throat> um, ongoing payment, like a retirement, oh, but it's okay, not yeah. called... Strictly a retirement. You can have a retirement annuity, but you can have an annuity that's um, like lottery winnings. Oh, okay. Or uh, civil action uh, settlement. Oh, okay. Anything where you expect to get a certain amount of money at a certain time annually. Okay. An annuity. Makes sense. All right. So, I'm used to you either get a W-2 or you get a 1099. There are many reasons you can get a 1099, right? You're an independent contractor. Um, you work for yourself. Uh, mortgage on your house. There's all kinds of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they just call it 1099 and then whatever. Mm-hmm. 1099R, retirement annuity. 1099, whatever, lottery annuity. So I did my first time dealing with either of those things, you know, uh, with both of those things, sorry. I look back on what I sent my financial advisor, my accountant at that time, <clears throat> and I, I said, it says right there, Department of Transportation, W-2. So they sent me a W-2 that year. What are these people talking about? Then I go to their evidence, and it says it's an annuity. I'm like, no, I have a W-2. <clears throat> I don't get an annuity from 
Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. This is also the exact same time period that DOT and its uh, subordinate agencies were having an issue with their computer system. Mm. Chiefly because DOT at one time did not have its own HR headquarters. It did not have its own uh, headquarters finance program to handle its budget. So it borrowed another, and it paid for the service from another federal agency. Mm. FAA, where I used to work, was run by uh, the Food and Drug Administration out of Atlanta. Really? And DOT headquarters was ran out of someplace else. Yeah, but now they're all consolidated under the same sub-agency. All right. I'm like, and that was during the whole time. I couldn't even log in. Uh, let me go log in now. And then I went through this whole rigmarole about having to log in now because I haven't logged in in two years. Well, I log in once a year to get my W-2 or my 1099, whatever it is, right? Yep. So I go on there and I look at tax year 2020. Oh, there's a 1099R for the amount they say it's supposed to be for. I'm like, so where's this W-2 they sent me physically in the mail? There's no record of that on the website. Mm. But you have that. But I have it. Yeah. I'm like, so they sent me a W-2 for one amount of money. And then they did a 1099 retirement annuity form for the rest of the money, which they didn't send me. Mm. So, so I'm all about, I owe it. Yep, I sure do. Let me pay my taxes. Yeah, I'm uh, happy to write that check. But I don't want to be fined for something I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a tax cheat. Yeah. I will pay down to the penny. I may vomit while I'm doing it. I may feel like a rape victim while I'm doing it, but I will do it. Yeah. Huh. That's annoying, hey? So, all of that within seven days, five days, actually. The, exci um, the exciting life that of time. out, the worst it's ever been bronchitis and the IRS. Ay, ay, ay. <clears throat> I am now officially afraid to leave my home. <laughs> oh, who knows? You can't stay in it. Maybe some battle happened there too. Oh, that sucks, man. Uh, you know, I was just joking about leaving the house. You know, the, yeah. I may walk outside and the ISS fall on me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah, never yeah, would yeah. have guessed the what the odds are of all of those things happening to me in one week. Yeah. It has to be astronomically high. And why couldn't somebody have laid those odds on me winning the lottery? Exactly, hey? I know exactly how to spend lottery money. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Get a really good lawyer and a really good financial advisor. Yeah. What do you mean, Todd? I thought you were supposed to buy a bigger trailer and get all of the gold coins and lobster you can eat. No, actually, that's the opposite of what you're you guys, I watched one episode of um, how the lottery ruined my life. I've never. And you know what? It was not the lottery in any, not one single part of those cases. It was they themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The failing education system. Yeah. So you guys and have one to pay. Guy, his wife died, and he blames it on the lottery. Now this is a very complicated issue, but I will. But you can boil it down to its two most basic 
contributing factors, right? They had been and were now addicted to controlled substances. And when they won the lottery, one of them, the surviving male, uh, thought that was a perfect way to get clean. Now they have money to get into one of those Hollywood elite uh, billionaire baby rehab facilities. Mm-hmm. And maybe the one who didn't survive thought of it as a carte blanche at the local meth dealer. It's crazy. Yeah, it's what people do. It's a yeah. choice, people. Um, I'm convinced. And I almost that... broke my TV. Oh, dear. And I guess by extension, my iPad Pro, because it was going to be the projectile. Was this because of the show? No, it was, a, it was something else. And I, it wasn't something, it was, you know how you get the little screen up in the top sometimes if you're looking through your DVR? Or something to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. It was during one of those. Oh, we we're yeah. trying to find the prices right, and uh, some news guy was talking up in the corner, and almost wanted me to throw my iPad. He was literally saying subconsciously, "Todd, you want to throw that iPad?" Yeah. <laughs> right. They're saying that uh, uh, alcohol abuse. Drug abuse is not only a disease, it's a pandemic. Oh, yeah, everything's a pandemic. <clears throat> yeah. And that's when my It's a Choice jumped out. And I, now I, I will be the first one to go out on a limb with you and say it is an incredibly difficult choice. Mm-hmm. But you ultimately put that needle in your arm or that weed in a whatever. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who does drugs makes the choice to abuse them mm-hmm. or ruin their life over it. But there yeah. are some people who do. You know. Yeah. I don't think it's a epidemic or a pandemic. <clears throat> no, people don't want responsibility. They don't want to take responsibility. So if you call it a disease, oh, it's a disease. I have a disease. No, you don't. It's an addiction. Now, if you have multiple sclerosis, you have a disease. Mm-hmm. And it's genetic, so you didn't even have a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you know, I was working at a chicken processing plant. And we found out that the yeah. the building was built prior to 1976. And the insulation in the walls is open to the air. Yeah. And we know that it's uh, asbestos-based. We know that. Had it tested, we know it. And now I choose to go back to work there every single day. Now, if you die of cancer, and we know that you didn't get cancer until, or you didn't have enough exposure uh, to any amount of asbestos until... Two weeks after you knew. And if you'd have stopped any time in those two weeks, you would have never got cancer. We know that because, you know, our unbreakable record in science. And, you know, eh, never mind. 
you, yep. you chose to keep working there. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of mm-hmm. reaching there, people. That's the point. Um, that a lot of this isn't easy. Yeah. Let's see. Last week we also ended the show with me begging about this other story. What story is that? Um, my local city and county corrupt government. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but is there anything else you want to touch on about you know bronchitis, pain, back pain? <laughs> no, no, I think we're good. <laughs> And I apologize up front, everyone, but if we have to end this show abruptly today because I'm I'm having a bunch of spasms, you'll you'll know why. Hey, so I got a question: Like, do you uh, do you do anything to manage the pain, like painkillers? I did until July of 2021. Oh, okay. And I fired my pain management guy. Yeah, what's that? He was milking my insurance instead of trying oh, wow. to help my back. What a shyster. Well, no, they're all like that here. Uh, and I don't mean pain management doctors. I just mean doctors. It started with, a, uh, I noticed the trend as soon as I got here and I needed my testosterone treatment moved from a doctor in Maryland to a doctor here. And they're supposed to have had a sister uh, administrative practice, right? Mm-hmm. I went to Chesapeake Urology out in Maryland, and they have a Tennessee urology here and if you look them up there's a picture of tennessee urology on the where to find us mm-hmm. and then there's vice versa <clears throat> right if you go to tennessee urology there's a picture of chesapeake yeah i make the appointment i go in there like oh no that's just administrative we use the same like billing agency or whatever you know, we don't have access to the system to your medical records it says on your website that you do. You might want to look into that. Well, it turns out they actually do, and my doctor was an idiot. But mm. what he wanted me to do was go through a local, to him, compounding pharmacy to get the drugs made, which means they cost more. Mm. And, oh, by the way, he gets kickback. And I know oh, wow. he does because there's a little sign in his lobby saying, use these people, we get a kick, uh, kickback. Yeah. And I have some of the best insurance, private medical insurance you can have. And they're like, oh, you moved where? And I've gotten a lot of insight from my own insurance company about how bad Tennessee is for trying to milk your insurance. Hmm. You know, it's sad when your insurance company cares more about you than your state does. <laughs> well, I don't, don't get it. They don't care about you. They care about your money. <laughs> I, I am not a fan of insurance companies. No, I did that. And I had this conversation last week, which might be why the uh, insurance gods have a giant needle in my uh, voodoo doll. Mm-hmm. The, but the uh, doctors and patients, and not in that order, should control what medical treatment you see. Mm-hmm. You should be educated by your doctor. Primarily, right? Mm-hmm. He gives you options or she gives you options. You make a decision. And 
through the buying power of your insurance company. They have negotiated rates in plan and out of plan. And if you're in plan, they've agreed to, your doctor has agreed to accept up to that as a limit. Mm-hmm. If you're out of uh, network, they've agreed, your insurance company has agreed to pay up to this amount. And then it's up to you and your doctor to work out the remainder. Mm-hmm. They can either choose to write it off or, you know, take your Bentley. Who knows? Uh, no, I don't have a Bentley. Um, anyway. This pain management doctor in Maryland, I've gone through this stuff for so long, I know, right, that this is the kind of shot that'll work for me long term. This is the kind of shot I need short term to get me over the hump of my back going out so I can use the other shot, right? And I'm talking nerve blocks, right? Not pain shots, but nerve blocks or cortisone injections, which the one of the five that's given me a problem can't even accept cortisone injections because there's no jelly left. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I've just got bone on bone ah. and cause cortisone only put like right into your cartilage. Is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, okay. They try to get it. Well, <clears throat> it's, they put it in the space between yeah, yeah. the nerve it's pushing on and the disc. Okay. And because it, there's a bulge there, they put it right where the disc is. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And then it'll put more pressure on it, and it'll hurt worse short time, like, like that day while it, your body is absorbing it. But if they get it in the right place, it'll hurt worse for a minute. Oh, okay. And that's how you know it's in the right place. So Yeah. Uh, I know... That uh, spinal denervation helps me. Um, radial ablation of the nerve. Uh, so they used uh, low frequency radiation or high frequency, uh, whatever. They stick a probe in there and they kill the nerve. Mm. That helps. Mm. But again, you have to be able to make sure it's in the right place. And there's a test they do for that. And it should take up to three days to do this test. If you go and buy the 1850 book of medicine, I'm being this uh, facetious for a reason. It'll, it'll come clear in a minute. Well, after I've, since I've been through these since 1996, I can tell you exactly where to put the needle, what needs to go there. And I'm right about a hundred percent of the time. And my old uh, pain management doctor had faith in, okay, fine, we'll do it your way once. Because I told her, I said, if it doesn't work, I'll pay instead of my insurance. Right now, out of pocket. Okay, do it your way. And it worked. And then she trusted me ever since. So I was getting uh, daily dose opioids or whatever, you know, whatever we thought that was the minimum amount of painkiller I needed to function throughout the day. That is not what she wanted to do. She's like, no, we need to make sure that you can have a happy, enjoyable life. And I'm like, no, I just want to be able to crawl. <laughs> I don't like drugs. And, 
my my uh, my opinion of pain management drugs has changed over the years, though, uh, because our pain management drugs have changed throughout the years. Uh, we're not reliant solely on oxy and fentanyl like lawmakers and uh, insurance companies and police would have you believe. We have a fake fentanyl problem is being made by, you know how the bikers used to be in charge of the crystal meth industry? Uh, now it's the Chinese uh, version of a biker gang or Yakuza, but they do fentanyl. And they use the the power of Chinese manufacturing. Uh, I'm just I don't know whether it's the Mercedes level or the Harbor Freight level. Hmm. You know, uh, so since my back has gone out, I haven't had anything, and which makes it umpteen dozen times worse. Yeah, yeah. Are you planning when it goes out? It's so important as soon as it goes out to have something you can take right then that'll start reducing the swelling mm. and the pain. Because the more you move, the worse it's going to get physically for your back. Whatever damage is doing to the structure has already started. Now you want to stop it. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you need to be restful and not use certain parts of your body as much. You know, you don't need to go out and do collegiate wrestling. You know, no Roman Greco uh, tournaments for a while. You don't want to do that. You want to have something, though, that can help you go to work every day mm-hmm. or take care of the kids every day, whatever. But yeah. while you're doing that, just don't think that you're healthy enough, even though it might feel like it. Oh, my God, I don't hurt anymore. I can go salsa dancing tonight. No, you can't. Stop it. You're doing more damage which means next time you'll need more drugs or more strength of drugs. Yeah. Now, also, if you've gone 28 years without them actually finding the root cause of your neurological issue, they've done the damage to your back by having you continue to work. Hmm. And these bones grinding together. Yeah. So what's your plan of action from here? Uh... I'm going to shoot off an email in my contact, my doctor app today mm-hmm. with uh, some info about what's going on and let her know that what I need today, which would be Monday, uh, is a handwritten referral for a CT scan of my spine mm. from C1 to S1, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I will pick that, well, Danette will pick that up for me and take me and get a CT scan of my entire spine. And it's current. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to go make an appointment with the neurosurgeon that put my implant in in 2019 when we swapped mm-hmm. out implants and talk to him and say, what are options to make this go away? Yeah. And I mean, up to and including just severing my ability to walk. I am oh so sick of this pain. Mm. No, I mean, if, if the problem is, as long as you're mobile, it's going to hurt this bad, fine. Take my yeah. legs, you know, mm. my yeah. whatever. I just, yeah. 
let me move forward. I can carve. I still have a hobby. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in any way as a jest. Uh, I just need to know an answer. Yeah. It's like when I thought I had cancer. Okay, fine. Tell me. Not a yeah. whole lot of people know how they're going to die. At least I'll be one of those. And I'm like, woohoo. At least now I know. Yeah. Now what kind of treatments do we have? Yeah. And I'm going <laughs> to see if this neurosurgeon, because he's supposed to be, even though where he's practicing is a tiny town, he's right down the street from Vanderbilt. And there's a sports medicine, really famous spinal guy in Alabama. Hmm. He's the one that does uh, a bunch of NFL players. He does all of the WWE uh, back in knee surgeries. Hmm. Uh, he does a bunch of uh, Hollywood. Uh, the, I don't know Stunt. what the acronym is now, but the American Stunt Persons Association goes oh, through yeah. him. Hmm. That union yep. goes through him. I want this fixed. Yeah. 2022, I'm going to find the solution. Yeah. Um, the worst thing in the world is to, you know, pee me off. My back has now peed me off. Yeah. Ooh, why haven't you been like this before? I have. Come on, people. I'm stupid, but I'm not that stupid. You know, I have been at my wit's end, and I want a solution. But I was yeah. active duty military at the time, and their solution is, Motrin. Mm. Ugh, not work, you know. Yeah. And I'm not joking. That's their solution to a blown ACL. Mm. Ask me how I know. And <clears throat> I retired in 20, 2007, and I wasn't actually having a back problem as much as I used to be. Maybe once or twice a year I'd go out for two or three days. I was coaching softball again. I was on an award-winning team. You know, for the small group of Air Force people we played with, we were, you know, championship-winning team. Yeah. yeah. And I was able to play. And I've never been, you know, an incredible softball player. I'm not the Jackie Robbins of softball, but, you know, I could play. Yeah. And 2009 came around, and my back said, you've had enough fun, boy. That sucks, hey? Yep. And hmm. to even give people more information they didn't ask for. <clears throat> you know, it hurts your ability to have, you know, intimate relation. So you're, I don't mean mine, and I don't mean not mine. I'm just saying back problems lead to a lot more problems that people think of immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you know somebody that genuinely has a background, please be nice. Yeah. You know, because they should, they could be, um, I actually do know somebody who was one of my physical therapists, was his wife. So she should know the, you know, the problems you could have. And that much pressure on a nerve is going to give you not only erectile dysfunction, but just, Okay, I don't have ED, but I have a movement issue, you know. Mm. It hurts to do that. And over time, oh, man, it's been a year. It's been five years. For them, it had been six. And she got sick and tired of it and divorced him because of it. 
and I had to find a new physical therapist. Yeah. Hey, I was uh, standing behind my buddy on that one because they both swore up and down there's no other reason than this. Hmm. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I apologize, but wow. He, uh, so I got, did you see that I put a video out on Tuesday? I did see it. I haven't been able to enjoy my YouTube. Okay, so it, I took it down. Sorry, I'm going to completely change the subject. <laughs> um, Aren't it? And I missed it. Yeah. Okay, so all I wanted to do is I thought I've been taking footage of, I don't know. So this is what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to make the Simple Little Life channel just about making, building, you, you know, because it's, okay, I like to make knives, but I like other things too. And if I was watching a knife making channel and they had something that I was interested in, like working on vehicles, I'd be like, cool, right? But yes. dang, man, I don't think it's like that. These people want you to walk the line. So I put a video about uh, tile saws because I've, I've had four different tile saws. One was my dad's. Yeah. Three I'd purchased. And I thought, okay, if I, and I, I'm trying to find out what type of saw should I use for this? What type of saw for this? And I thought I could make a video here, the pros and cons of each. And if you only had, if you could only buy one saw, which would do the most, right? So I put out this video. I was pretty proud of it. I thought I did good. And, uh, <clears throat> it had just bombed like no views. Like I think in a day it had like just over a thousand views, <laughs> which is horrible, uh, compared to what I normally get. But I lost which like- of- What's that? Which one did you start with? What what, th- this video was about a single tile saw, right? No. Oh, okay, sorry. No, it was about, uh, I just basically got right to the point and say, hey, I just finished up some bathrooms. And I even put a lot of B-roll because I had, I'd filmed the whole thing. And it was real quick paced. And like, I was proud of the video. It was actually a good video for that information. And I said, there's three different tile saws or, you know, three basic types you know, let's talk about each one, the pros and the cons, and if you can only have one of them, which would it be? Which would do the most? Blah 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 blah. And the video all together, I think like twelve minutes maybe. But um, anyways, I lost forty seven subscribers <laughs> on that video, <laughs> and the whole oh, and I had a, a quite a few comments like like we're here for the knife making stuff. You need to get back to knife making. And I, when Don't I get those, tell me uh, what to do with my own channel. I know, but no. No, and, no. And I have a problem with that because other channels that I watch, not just <clears> yours, but, and you haven't done this at all that I'm aware. But uh, one of the family of uh, dirt work kind of shows I watch on YouTube yep. is Captain Kleeman. He works sometimes for Dirt Perfect, um, but they have an arrangement where. I will work. You don't pay me. I get hours towards running a machine. Yep. That's credit. Really cool work uh, system they have. Okay. Well, but to the he's, in his real life, he's a uh, fireman. He's a captain mm-hmm. on a no, a lieutenant on. Anyway, he has been three or four videos now talking about the length of his outro, and he's talking about they, they, they. Um, you know, they don't want me to have such a long outro. They don't want me to have this. And then this week was they don't want you to have more than a four-minute outro. And he said several times in that video things that his free viewership is suggesting that he do in a uh, very forceful manner. And I'm like, 
I wonder. YouTube has a formula they want you to follow, and if they don't, if you're not following that formula, maybe you start getting a lot of negative comments. And I'm using air quotes here: negative comments towards what YouTube thinks you should or shouldn't be doing, and they're just sending up fake comments. No, I know. There's no way YouTube, like for all the hundreds of thousands of hours of content uploaded per day, YouTube doesn't give a crap if no. I change my format. Like these are actual people. And so yeah, I say, no, 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 no. So I like what I, I was thinking. I was like, yeah. Uh, and I get kind of pissed off. I'm like, no, this is my channel. Screw you. But at the same time, the videos that perform the best are knife making. And if I look at it, the fact of the matter is, the, uh, like of my subscriber base, like probably 95% of them came to my channel, at least 95, because of knife making content. And so the the way I kind of look at it now is like, I'm, this is something I've been dealing with for like the last couple of years, right? And I'm also kind of like, oh, I just want to, I want to make content I enjoy. Like I enjoy building stuff. I enjoy, you know, sharing every process of different things that I'm learning. But I'm like, that. That shouldn't, like, literally, I think simple life needs to be about knife making. And then I kind of thought about it, too. You know, they say, like, oh, if you find something you love to do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think that's the biggest crock of hoo-ha going. Because I think this, even if you're doing something you really enjoy, there's going to come a point where it's going to be work. And at that point, you just have to accept it and say, this is just my job. And so that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like, you know what? I think the best thing for the Simple Little Life channel, even though I get bored out of my mind making knife videos, I think I'm just going to make more knife videos. Just like, up. Oh, here's another knife. I've made about 14 knives very similarly. I'm really not showing you that much new stuff here, but this is what you, like, that's what people watch. You know? It's weird. It's really weird. Did you just hear that? What? It was like a electronic spike kind of noise i never heard on this end okay you know what else so i did the math i don't know if i mentioned this here but i don't think i did uh on my jeremy gertz channel like i can tell it's, it's funny because i'll put out a video there <clears throat> and compared to my subscriber base i get way more views and was it one in four subscribers will watch a video because i looked at the the amount of views from subscribers like 25% of my subscribers watch the videos I put out on average on the Jeremy Gertz. And on the Simple Little Life, I think the subscriber base is like 4% or something. It's so low. It's funny because that has become like a nameless, like just, it, it's, almost, it's almost anonymous, right? Like it used to be way more me and I think that's just part of when you get <clears throat> a bigger audience is that a bunch of those people are assholes, right? There are the the core who are who would watch you, and I, I think a lot of those people migrate and they're willing to go watch something else on another channel. But a huge, vast minority of them, they they just all they're there for is their interest. Like, show me knife making. That's all they care about. And I think the bigger you get, the more that happens. And it's just kind of like, huh? I guess that's just the way it is, you know. Well, let me ask you this: mm -hmm. We've discussed that before too. And, okay, fine, focus on knife making and nothing but knife making, but have your personal channel as the not business, not uh, knife making other content because you love to do things that aren't knife, knife making related or that they're tool related or 
freaking deer jerky. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And even so, because this video I put out in the tile saws, I did it as a Tool Time Tuesday. Because the Tool Time Tuesday videos I've done, it was a fun little series. And it, it was a random smattering of tools in the shop that some of them every now and then would be specific for knife making. Some of them would just be, yeah, this is a tool you can use in knife making, like a drill press. But then I was like, I just, you know, I got lots of tools. I bought so many tools lately. And, you know, if I had known which tile saw, like the tile saw I bought at the very end, looking back on it now, and it's one of those little tabletops where the blade comes up and then you push your tile through, you slide the tile, there's no platforms on railings or anything like that. I'm like, that's the cheapest saw. And that's literally the one saw that could have done everything. No, I'm glad I had all three and, and knowing what I know, I would have actually bought all three of them because I would, I would use them all. Like I'd have both these saws set up, both plugged in, I'd little manual cutter up, you know, and in one tile job, I'd use all three of them, probably roughly even amounts. But, um, I thought, oh, yeah, Tool Time Tuesday, like right there. It's not, you know, people that have been on my channel for a long time know that you could see any tool there. Like it's not going to be a knife-making specific thing, but. Now, how did they do historically? Uh, they did Tuesday pretty. Videos. They, they, they did fairly well. They, uh, you know, it's a very practical, it's kind of, you know, if, if somebody doesn't have a lot of, um, experience in the shop like I think I had like 50 or 60 tool time Tuesdays you know if you've never worked in a shop and you're just getting into it and you can learn a lot and you, there's a lot of good tips in there I try to make that those videos not entertaining not like well, it's just like here I want to give you some solid information based on my experience I'm not an expert but I've done some stuff and so generally they've done fairly good like they're not they're not like knife builds but they're rock solid good for anywhere from five to 20,000 views, right? And I always got a lot of good feedback. If somebody, you know, if I say this is about, I, I don't know, whatever the subject matter is, you know, if, if I don't want to, people don't want to see that, they won't see it. And that's like, everyone is very clear what it's about. Like this one's like tile saws for DIYer, which should you buy? Cool. So if I was subscribed to a channel and they put out a video like that and I had no interest in it, I'm like, nah, I'm not going to watch this one. You know, but people are like, eh, eh. so I'm like, y'all can piss off. Here you go. You want some knife making? I'll give you some knife making. So that's what it is. The, the old good old times of simple little life. And yeah, no. And I just, I understand like, you know, I, I depart radically and I do like a bicycle video. And I get there's a lot of people that make knives and are interested in knife making and welding and stuff like that that don't ride bikes no interest whatsoever. I get that, you know, so, you know, makes sense. Okay. That may not have been the greatest thing. And they, they say the true, like one of the hardest things on YouTube to do is not, is to have a successful channel that isn't a niche channel, right? Like you just get niche down. It's kind of like, Oh, and that's what it was. Like had a general broad channel and then it's like knife making. All of a sudden I realized that there's way more interest in the knife making videos I make than anything else. And then Simple little life, weird name for knife making channel, but that's really that's what it is. If you boil it all down, so and it didn't start that way. No, not at all. Start my uh, very first view was a gun. <laughs> my first video was no, a gun people review. Have ruined what was meant to be the best people oriented, uh, creator based content provider in the world. Yeah, I agree. Um, the 
once they gave the their um, corporate, you know, uh, I can't think of the word, masters, their corporate masters, the you know, the AdSense providers, the people who give them money, mm-hmm. uh, and then they allegedly weren't happy with something uh, which has never been proven to this day, by the way, during mm-hmm. Adpocalypse. Yeah. Well, they just said, we're, we're telling you that they weren't happy. Who wasn't happy? Because P&G, one of the largest uh, ad contracts you have, Procter & Gamble, for all of their products, they came out and said, yeah, we're concerned if we're going to show up on uh, uh, any kind of terrorism-related content. Yeah. We just want eyes on the product. Yeah. Oh, so who said all this, people? Um, well, we already know, but. Yeah. YouTube used to be so good. Uh. Oh, something that's funny. What's that? Uh, it was a side effect of one of these problems. This morning when I was uh, coughing, trying to get out of bed, in my head, inside my head, my cough sounded like trying to start an old Mac engine. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. So, um, um, you know, it's in like talking about the change to YouTube and all social media platforms. It seems, you know, they start out a certain way and they all eventually try to fight each other. Like, you know, Instagram used to be really good. It used to be cool. Like if I followed people, when they posted, it would show up in my feed chronologically, right? And then you get something like Snapchat coming along and then Instagram's like, we got to chase that. You know, and Instagram used to be a photo sharing. Like most of the stuff was in the post. Yeah, like I remember there weren't even stories before. And then all of a sudden they bring in the stories and then, now the reels, and apparently, like, if unless you're doing reels, you're really not going to grow on Instagram. You're not going to, they're not going to share your stuff unless it's a reel. It's like, I've never made a bloody reel in my life. But it's, it's, it seems, you know, they kind of remind me of the woke movement. And all they end up doing is eating themselves, like, eat themselves alive. Like, you know, they change so much. Same with YouTube. Like, I hope YouTube's like, oh, we got to do this. And now they're doing shorts. It's like, why are you doing shorts? Like, like, like people, what is YouTube? You tell me, because I used to think that it was a place of uh, primarily education. I want to learn, oh, how do I rebuild a starter for this and this and this? Yeah, some some guy did it in his garage and he put his cell phone up and the audio's not that great and the lighting's horrible, but he shows you how to do the work. Awesome. That's always what like I've loved the most about YouTube. And then I enjoyed certain, you know, I enjoy the idea of, oh, daily vlogging. Like people could just, it all depends on the personality. I mean, I'd say 99 I can't point. You can't hear that. No, I don't hear a thing. Wow. Like 99. And I hope point... it doesn't come across in, in my recording. Yeah. Uh, if since not. Since Squadcast records locally for each of us, um, I'm oh, not you're... moving. I'm not twisting. I'm not, you know, so it's not my chair. I'm not rattling papers. Um, and it sounds like a uh, an electronic. Well, the only thing I think of is a spike, you know, mm. like, like quick. But it's not a ping noise. It's that. Mm. Whoosh, whoosh, but whatever. Weird. Anyway, I forget where you know, I was. If you plug and unplug your uh, those large uh, electronic connections, like use a guitar to plug into your amp. Yeah. 
that initial, I touched it wrong and it made a really loud noise oh, to yeah, my yeah. speaker. That noise. Yep. Oh, okay. Weird. Oh, speaking of like uh, equipment, have you seen Roadcaster? Road has a new uh, Roadcaster. Have you seen that? Roadcaster 2 Pro. I'm like, whoa. I had my mic uh, muted, sorry. Oh, did you see? I am making pain noises, but I try to mute it. Uh. Yeah, anyways. Yeah, I didn't want anybody to... um, Well, we have, if we have listeners, I'm certain (laughs) some of those listeners uh, enjoy some of the old movies like I do, older, or at least quotes from movies and what they represent. And during one of the times I had my mic muted, I'm so glad I did, I was saying, put the lotion in the basket. Anyway. It's it's from one of the Hannibal Lecter movies. Hmm. He was uh, helping Clarice catch one of his old patients that was also a serial killer. Mm. And he was killing them. And I don't want to don't their... know, don't want to know, don't want to know. I don't like that stuff. Sorry, I don't want to hear about it. I hate, hate horror films. Okay. Anyways. We're talking about midgets instead. Ah, uh, night down, no, no. Oh, okay. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, I know, so. I don't know. Probably just ended, hey? Uh, can I, we got a few more minutes. Sure. <sighs> Every once in a while, we talk about government corruption, which is a double entendre to me. Whatever. Uh, and one of the other YouTube channels I watch that have nothing to do with anything else I uh, watch on YouTube or any social media outlet. He's actually a lawyer, and he uh, made his fame and fortune in uh, automotive law, specifically lemon law. And his name is uh, Steve Leto. Uh and every once in a while, he gets on a, it's not a kick, and it's not a trend, but he likes talking about, uh, what his show is about is he finds legal-based news stories, and he shares them with his audience. Um, and one of the things he likes to focus on are government corruption, corrupt police, corrupt areas of the law, you know. Why on, what on earth were they thinking when they passed this law? Because it can only be misused. You know, civil asset forfeiture is one of those uh, where cops can find you with, you know, $1,000 in your pocket, and we don't care that you were on your way to buy a lawnmower from off a Craigslist and that you have exactly the money it would take to buy the, the Craigslist item for which you printed off a copy of the Craigslist ad uh, to show us when we stop you. We don't care about any of that. What we care about is how you got the $1,000 to do what you're doing. We think it's under a criminal enterprise, so we're going to seize your money. But don't worry, you can sue us and maybe get it back. And you never have to be charged with a crime, much less convicted of one. Well, I, too, like keeping up with uh, government corruption-type news stories because I've worked with lawyers, corrupt lawyers, good lawyers, 
and corrupt government. Because you know, I did so much time in the federal government and seeing uh, positions being misused and uh, abuse at the highest levels, along with my health, convinced me I had to leave government service forever. Well, you move out in the middle of nowhere, you, you know small-town America, you're going to have something, whether it's the good old boy system, you know, look, Bobby, this is the fifth time this month I've caught you drinking and driving. Will you stop? You expect a certain amount of that locally, right? Oh, how about this? The clerk of our court, circuit court here, the clerk of court, I'm sorry, not, <clears throat> she's the court clerk. It's an elected position. That's where you would go. In most places, it would be like the motor vehicles division. But the revenue system here uh, is in charge of all of that. You still there, Jeremy? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, so I got a new truck. I had to go get plates on it. Well, Danette wanted, was running into that town anyway, so I took the plates off, gave her a copy of my... Uh, I gave her all the paperwork for the truck because at that time she didn't want to drive the truck yet. And uh, The plate you have in the state of Tennessee also has to indicate the actual county you live in. And I bought the truck in Cumberland County, Tennessee. I live in another county. So you either get the little county sticker or a new plate altogether. And she went there and she had some issues with them so she didn't get it then. Well, right after that, I see a news a new story that our clerk of court is under investigation by the uh, Tennessee Bureau of Investigations and quite possibly the FBI because she's also an elected official. And by the way, this is the week before our local election. Hmm. She has been caught red-handed. Not that she's suspected. They caught her red-handed. Um, taking a title for an antique car and creating a fake one. Since her office creates titles for vehicles, she can do that. So it's, I now have a fake car, a fake title. Oh, and I'm going to make it for a classic. So I can go get a payday loan for that car. Mm. And I can get more money because it's a classic. And I'm never going to pay it back because it's a fake car. Mm. She stole flooring out of the office she worked in. Yeah, she stole that. office furniture. She stole computers. Um, and did the whole loan thing. You know, that's crazy. <clears throat> so I sent Steve that story, and he did it. Strangely enough, Saturday, when I was uh, just about to have my back incident. Well... Monday, get home, and what do I see in our local news? Yeah, the town of Livingston, Tennessee, is the county seat for Overton County, which is where she is. The chief of police, her his office is right across the street, um, is missing $27,000 in seizure money. The chief and the former captain of the police department have both admitted to taking loans from that money part to buy personal items to run personal errands 
and then they would just pay the money back. Hmm. Well, we know you're missing at least $27,000, so um, that can't be true. But you always paid it back. During the investigation, we also found that a, pr- a prisoner trustee had access to the evidence room. Hmm. And yesterday, we find the, 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 the rest of the town government, the aldermen and the mayor, have come to a decision on what to do about this horrible police department they have and all of this corruption. Chief, you're going to be suspended for five days without pay because we don't see a problem with what you did. And after all, you have raised over $1.2 million for your police department. We think that's laudable, not unlawful. Hmm. And that's a quote. Hmm. Yeah. And then the fact that they actually put it in words that means, no, your police are out there raising money. No, they're stealing it. From residents of your county. What else is new, hey? Well, my apologies. But I had to get that rant out. I've been holding it a week. <laughs> then that's what blew up my back. Maybe. That rant trying to get out. You know, that's why I just don't watch, like a man, don't watch the news. That, like, I don't either. <laughs> These things came up in my Facebook feed. Um, Ah, because now you don't have to click something for you to give them credit. All you have to do is hover it in your, Mm. that space between top bar and bottom bar long enough for the reel to start playing. That's all you have to do. So if you're scrolling and then want to stop and get a cup of coffee, you just gave whoever you're not looking at credit for looking at it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I can understand why uh, you would ask one of the questions you asked me. Uh, but you can ask my wife. What, what? If I take pain medication drugs, I get quiet. Uh, if I don't take them, I sound like I am. Mm. I'm trying to out-talk the pain. I got you. Yeah, I hope that gets sorted out for you, man. Hopefully your doctor can get you get you that scan right away. Well, okay. She should be able to write me a referral in about two seconds. Yeah. I'll go, I'll get it, I'll pay for it. And I know my insurance will because they have before. Mm-hmm. Um, and my insurance company doesn't require me to get approvals on almost anything. I have to get an approval for certain cancer treatments. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they're like, we're your insurance company. That's what we're here for. Yeah. It's a fresh, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Right on. Cool. We should wrap it up right there probably, hey? Yes, sir. I've got a whole bunch of work to do. I was hoping to get a knife video out today. I don't think I will, though. I don't know. We'll see. And, dude, I have a buttload of work I can't do. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks, hey? Yeah, because last Friday it started raining. Thursday, last Thursday night, it started raining before I could get everything mowed I wanted mowed or that mm-hmm. needed to be mowed. And it already needs to be mowed again, but now it's been raining and my back. Yeah. 
So I'm going to have to do the one thing I, I dreaded the most. That teach them how to use the lawnmower. You yeah. should figure out how easy it is. That's right, eh? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I can sit on the lawnmower. I even have a air ride comfort seat. But whoever put the word comfort on an air seat needs to be slapped yeah. repeatedly. Yep. With a bag full of bricks. Right on. Well, thanks, Todd. It's good chatting. Thank you. Thanks to the listeners. Thank everybody. Um, unless during the course of this next, between listening to this show and the beginning of next show, if I get no, oh, we're really sorry, thoughts and prayers, then I wish all of you die. <laughs> oh, Todd. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All righty. Well, talk to you next week. Yes, sir.